Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big undefeated Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Got some great rest, Shane. I'm ready for this weekend. We got nothing but SEC action. These are always the best weeks. How are you feeling going into the weekend? Stressed, man. Stressed. <laughs> I told I was t- I was telling you before we got on the podcast here. I've been having these episodes, and and I don't know if it's just built up anxiety, uh, you know, because it's it's tough being the number one team in the country, even though we're not technically. But <laughs> you know, it's another when you're thinking about okay, is is this the week that that we mess up? And and, and I'm not saying that's all the reason, but lack of sleep. Too much alcohol. It's been a. It's not been a great week physically. But uh, I, I was telling you, I got to get off here in a minute, do my walk, and uh, maybe that'll make me feel a little bit better. But I ain't gonna lie. I am so anxious about this weekend, and we're putting these picks together, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it. You know, all week I've been talking shit about every pick I'm gonna make. You know, <laughs> but then when it came down to actually putting the numbers. I got less and less confident, you know, and it's, I think it's going to make for an, a hell of a weekend again. I know I say that every weekend, but I, I really, I could see some of these games going either way. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of games, Shane, where basically you, you got to win it or your season's done. Yeah. I feel that way with a lot of these teams and hell we games that we don't have like yet maybe we got a look ahead factor so mm-hmm. so many variables we got some rivalry games i'm ready to make some picks but before we do that brother real quick we got bills to pay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta mention the sponsors shane the sponsors is what's keeping this show free and available yeah. on all platforms that's our goal is to make this show free forever to help us out Take advantage of these sponsors. And first one, Shane, I got my my cup right here, my Game Time Sidekicks. Head on over to GameTimeSidekicks.com. This is officially licensed NCAA gear shade here. We got Mm -hmm. tumblers. We got bottles. We got shakers. We even got the sippy cups for the little ones. That We ought to send Nick Roush one of these Tennessee sippy cups. He could sure use one. And if you head over to GameTimeSidekicks.com, Shane, Put in that promo code, hey buddy, all one word. They give you 15% off your entire order. And Shane, no lie, I keep showing these to people, say, telling people about game time sidekicks. Yeah. They love it so much. I'm having to give them the ones I have. Like they won't give them back to me. So I am ordering more. <laughs> I will have to order more this week. And I got some Christmas gifts lined up for some of my favorite people maybe yourself included there buddy <laughs> head on over to gametimesidekicks.com and don't forget to use that promo code hey buddy all one word for 15% off your entire order this really is outstanding stuff here I, i'm having to hide mine mike seriously <laughs> i'm down two cups already so i'm hiding mine for my kids because they absolutely love them <laughs> yeah no doubt shane well, we're also brought to you by the Wager app, Shane. 
another Tennessee-based business. you got to be a Tennessee resident to use the Wager app. But what this is, Shane, why we love it, it's a peer-to-peer gambling service. So you're not mm-hmm. betting against the casinos. You're betting against your buddies. You can even go on that Wager app, Shane, and, and bet against us. And we yeah. are so awful at picking these college football <laughs> games. If you just fade our picks, you're guaranteed to make money. So go to Wager. Use that promo code SEC, Shane. They'll give you 20 free bucks to wager with. No credit card required. There's no mm-hmm. reason not to try this. Download an app. Give you that free 20 bucks for that promo code SEC. And again, search that SEC podcast. You can wager against Shane and I each and every weekend. They got all the sports, not just college football, but of course, that's all we focus on here and right now Shane Wager is also matching your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks so go check that out and last but not least Shane prize picks one of our favorites here back for a second season prize picks daily fantasy sports and why we love it Shane they got them college football selections prize picks is the only one that I know that has these college football selections Shane and we all know all I do is pick winners on prize picks. So head on over to prizepicks.com, sign up, same promo code SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. You can find links and the promo codes in the show notes for all of our terrific sponsors. And are you, buddy, ready to hear my prize pick selections for this week? Absolutely. I done gave up on this. Seriously. All I do is copy yours now and I make money. So yes, I am ready for your, I'm ready for some more cash, Mike. What do you got? Yeah. I noticed a theme shape when I like a prize pick selection and you don't, it's, it's a guaranteed winner. So it's a lock. (laughs) You may not like this first one, Shane, but I'm telling you, it's going to hit Will Levis over 250 and a half passing Mm -hmm. yards against your Tennessee Vols. Thoughts on that? Mm, sounds like they're going to try to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy this stat, so hopefully that does come true. Mm, okay. <laughs> How about this one, Shane? Tank Bigsby, one of the best running backs out there, going up against Arkansas's run defense. Mm-hmm. Over 56 and a half rushing yards. He went for something like 140 last week. I think he gets 57 rushing yards. What are thoughts on that? Yeah, this is going to be a high-scoring game, and and Mm there is going to be no defense in this game. So, yeah, give me the over on Tank. I like that. Well, I'm going to stay with this game, Shane, just for that very reason. And and one of the other things that I like about prize picks, Shane, not you know, you can bet on passing. You can bet on rushing. You can bet on touchdown scored. But this year, they got passing and rushing combined. K.J. Jefferson, Shane, over Mm -hmm. 250 and a half passing and rushing. So total offense here, that's a lock, isn't it? Golly. K.J. is the offense, it sounds like. So, yeah, (laughs) give me the lock there. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, all right, buddy. Well, hey, that's probably the first game we should stick with. Are you ready to make your picks for this weekend in the SEC? Absolutely, brother. And before we get going, I want to say there's a lot of you guys may disagree with Shane on the old wagers. Well, I'm putting every game on Wager app. And if you're listening to this right now and you say, Shane, 
is wrong again, which is most likely the, the case. <laughs> Jump on there and take my 20 bucks. I'm putting 20 bucks on every one of these games. <laughs> well, all right, let's start with Arkansas at Auburn, Shane. This game kicks off at uh, 11 o'clock Central, noon Eastern on the SEC Network. Arkansas favored on the road, Shane. How about that? By three and a half points, over under 62 total points. Auburn has won six games in a row in this series. How about that? Last season, Auburn won 38-23 in Fayetteville, and Auburn leads the all-time series 19-11. And we got we even got a tie in there. They've been playing so long. So who wins it, Shane? Well, you, you get caught up thinking about how well Arkansas has been you know, over a course of a season this year and last year. You know, obviously it's not been perfect this year for them, but, you know, you, you think Auburn would have been some of those losses, but no, you get Sam Pittman out here and saying he's never beat these guys. Mm-hmm. And so then you get to thinking like, well, can he beat them this time? And, and I think that's a loaded question because, you know, here you got Auburn. We got, we got kids leaving. We got, you know, kids. It's just, it's, it, it almost feels like the, the perfect storm every, every week we're trying to get them Brian fired, you know, <laughs> but the, they still come out. There's still a lot of fight in the ones that are still there in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't expect that to go away during this game. I, I think that this is going to be a tough fought football game. I think there's a lot of pressure on this. I think Sam wants to get on the right side of the winning in the sec. And I, and I think he wants to prove to everybody that he is legit coach that he's going to be around for a long long time and that you know last year wasn't a fluke and the start of the season wasn't a fluke that that they're really building something up there in Arkansas and and I think Brian on the other hand is still fighting for his damn job and and I feel like some of these guys are doing it for him And, and so that's why I think there's a lot of pressure on this one because neither team can really afford to lose this game and and keep up the momentum with with what they're trying to do down there on their campuses so I there's going to be no defense in this game. I tried to make it a a close ball game, but I really think that this comes down to who makes the mistakes on on that side of the ball. I, I think that if it, there's there's going to be a lot of yards, there's going to be a lot of points. That's why I kind of like your prize picks here. But the more I think about it, there's still one of the best quarterbacks in the country wearing that Arkansas uniform. And that's why I've got to stick with them Razorbacks. That being said, brother, I've got this score 38, Auburn 28. So give me Arkansas and the points. Mm. I like that, Shane. I like it a lot. Of course, Rocket Sanders leads the SEC in rushing 870 yards on the ground. How about KJ Jefferson, Shane? We already gave him a shout-out. One of four SEC quarterbacks with – 1,400 passing yards and over 300 rushing yards. I mean, he does it all for them Razorbacks. Mm -hmm. But how about this, Shane? I didn't realize this. Auburn has scored 30 or more points nine times in a row against Arkansas. (laughs) Now, I realize, you know, the history, maybe that doesn't play a huge factor in this matchup, but just something to consider. And and here I, I got Tank's numbers here, 179 rushing last week or excuse me, two weeks ago when the, before they had the bye, two touchdowns. So he's heating up, Shane. And I didn't realize this, Robbie Ashford, mm-hmm. number four in the country, Shane, over 15 yards per completion. Now, mm. 
He don't have many, I guess, but the ones he is hitting, they're big plays. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a a high-scoring affair, just like you said. But here's two things to to really keep your eye on, Shane. Arkansas, when they have the ball, they're number 12 in the country in passing efficiency. Mm -hmm. Auburn, number 67 in the country, stopping the pass. So, major, major advantage for Arkansas. But Auburn, when they – are running the ball. They're 50 in the country in rushing efficiency. Arkansas, 115 in stopping the rush rush efficiency. So this is going to be back and forth, back and forth. And it may come down to, Shane, the last team with the ball. This has been a funky series. Arkansas has won some of these games, but the officials cost them. I think something can funky happen here too, Shane. Last team with the ball wins it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going, who else am I going with, Shane? I'm going with them Arkansas <laughs> Razorbacks. But I think it's going to be a little bit closer than you, and I actually think it's going to be higher scoring than you. So I'm going Arkansas, 42, Auburn, 35. So a touchdown game, like the mm-hmm. Hogs on the road, like the Hogs and the points. But anytime, Shane, you got an SEC team going on the road and they're favored, it's a dangerous, dangerous place, Shane, because this Auburn team has not quit. These fans have not quit. Brian Harson, believe it or not, has not quit at this point in time. So who knows? I, I would not be stunned if Auburn wins this football game, but uh, nah, I'm, sticking, well, I'm sticking with the Hawks. Let Hulks. me ask you on that. Confidence here is, you know, we got uh, how many games total? Four five. Game, five games? Mm-hmm. And, you know, out of the five games and that pick right there that you, you you gave, I would say for me, this is the fourth confidence I have as far as least confidence, you mm-hmm. know. No, I, I am not. That's exactly I, where I am, Shane. Okay. I, um, I don't want to spoil it, but I do have a Honda Morristown selection. So that, I do too. <laughs> that's the only one that tops it. <laughs> I got one coming. So uh, I just think about this game, and this is the one that I, I, I really – you know, because you just want to pencil Auburn in four losses. This potentially four losses in a row. Yeah. You know, is 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 Brian get fired after this game? I mean, it's the same storyline. Blah blah blah. But then you know, you're you got the up and down Razorbacks, and and which one shows up? You know, is this the the BYU offense, or mm-hmm. you know, is this someone else? So I I think part of me is just the. the the further we go on this thing, the least confidence I have in Arkansas. And uh, I, I still think that there's a lot of fight with, with, with the Tigers here. And I'm just, I'm just not willing to, you know, wager this one up. I thought about it first, just picking Arkansas to blow this thing out. But then I, I, I convinced myself that Auburn hangs in there and could even win this thing. So least one of the least confidence games uh, in my opinion, but uh, should make for a hell of a matchup. Yeah, and adding another little layer of intrigue, Shane, both teams coming off a bye. So, who makes the corrections? Arkansas desperately needed to get there because of their health, but Mm -hmm. you have to think in the back of your head, the offense would have liked to keep playing. They were were at such an elite level there against BYU, uh, but I know they needed a rest. But, hey, let's see if they carry that over two weeks having not played on the road. You know, it's no no lock that they – just tear through Auburn's defense. You know what? <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. How about this one, Shane? Missouri at number 25, South Carolina. We got to give them their due with that ranking. The Mayor's Cup is what they call it, Shane. Uh-huh. Sellout crowd here in South Carolina. The Gamecocks favored by three and a half. 
over under 46 and a half total points. The game kicks off at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 Central on the SEC Network. And let me just say this real quick, Shane, because okay. this is something I was thinking about today, but I, I don't want to influence your pick or anything, but, <laughs> you know, I keep seeing South Carolina, by God, 5-2 and two is the worst 5-2 and two team in the history of football. If they get to 6-2, and two, if they get to seven and two, they got Vanderbilt next. This will be the worst seven and two. Mm-hmm. You know, who gives a damn about all that? You know, all that matters is if you're winning or losing. And I really want to give a shout out, Shane. You've heard it all week from the coaching staff, but it's true. These fans have just been incredible. And they're yeah. selling out Williams Bryce Stadium. They are fully on the Shane Beamer train here, helping this program. And yeah, I mean, maybe. You know, teams like Georgia and Alabama and maybe even Tennessee you could throw in there, Shane. They don't need a sellout crowd to will them to victory. And this yeah. is this is not meant to disrespect South Carolina, but they need it. And yeah. they made that difference against Texas A&M. They jumped on the Aggies in it, and it helped them win a football game. And it may be the difference here Saturday, too, because I we both think Missouri, you know, much better more dangerous team than a lot of the other people are give, giving them credit for. So I just give a shout-out to the fans, Shane, for, for doing their part to bring South Carolina to this top 25 yeah. ranking in the country. I think that had to be said. But but how about this, Shane? Missouri has actually won three in a row in this series. Yep. They won last year 31-28. And Missouri leads the all-time series 7-5. to <laughs> Of course, that's not, a, not played a ton, but – You'd be stunned how many Missouri's record against all these <laughs> SEC East opponents that think they're in a class above Missouri, that yet they have a, a losing record or tied record. You know what? Yeah. Well, you know, you made an interesting comment this week about South Carolina, that they're this year's Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought about that, brother, but I, I'm going to go a step further. I think they're, I think they're Tennessee. And, and the reason I'm saying that is, you know, here you're coming off, you got a new coach. How good is this guy going to be? We, we, we're, you know, there's some people, it's, it's split. And I love when other fans hate my coach. You know what I'm saying? And there's yeah. a lot of people that hate Beamer. Yeah. They just hate the way he acts. They, they hate the way. But the fans, the players, they're all embraced it. And that's what I like. So when I think of Tennessee, I think, you know, the former years, it was so good. But we were we were lost out there. We could not find a coach. And, and you know, since Spurrier, you had the must champ. And, 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 and it's like you, you felt like, okay, you convinced yourself that this is the guy. And then you wind up on Beamer. And I, I guarantee if you poll the audience, South Carolina didn't pick Beamer first. They weren't – he was not on a lot of people's short list – but he's he's really grown, and, and same thing with Heupel when he came to Tennessee. I, I I was there was a lot of people not convinced that that's going to work. That that we got the wrong UCF coach. That was a that was a <laughs> theme, you know. So I, I I don't know. You're sitting there at five and two, top twenty five program going into November. How can you not be ecstatic of where you're at? Potentially winning. What is this? The fifth game, sixth game? I don't know. Shit, they just keep winning, you know. And that's all that matters. It isn't pretty all the time, but. And then on the other side, the other Columbia, you've got you got Coach Eli over here with the Tigers, and I think one of the best defenses that's in the country right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at the 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 scoreboards, and they you know even last week, oh look, they barely beat Vanderbilt. Good God, South Carolina's going to blow these guys out of the water. Well, 
Yes, but that was a lot to do with the shitty offense of Mizzou, to be honest with you. And I know it sounds crazy, but they gave away a touchdown. They kept putting this defense in bad positions. So Mm -hmm. I I think this is one of the best defenses. And their offense is actually getting better. You know, we made the joke, we don't know which cook's going to show up to the (laughs) kitchen. And if if the good cook shows, man, they can beat South Carolina. And they can beat them bad. I'm not going to lie to you. There's, There's a real potential that South Carolina could lose by more than two scores if Mizzou puts it together. But. Oh, there's always a but. If, but if ifs and buts or candies <laughs> and nuts, we'd all have a wonderful Christmas. And I don't see them Gamecocks losing this one, brother, because of something you mentioned right out of the gate, the home field advantage. It doesn't get brought up as much as it should in the SEC, but I'm telling you, Bryce has got that home field advantage, and it will be rocking. And it will be swaying back and forth. And that's the, the, I joked, the 12th man, that's what they should put on there. Because when that crowd is involved, it is a dangerous, dangerous place to play. I don't think that this is going to be a quote-unquote exciting game to watch. I, I feel like this is going to be a bloodbath, back and forth. Some three and outs. It's going to get ugly at times because, like I said, I, I, I want to give credit to to not just Mizzou's defense, but South Carolina's too. And so this is this, this game, I, I, I almost, I was this close to predicting the upset, man. This close. I'm not going to lie. But I can't do it because of home field advantage and one more sandstorm. So my <laughs> Morristown Honda dealership game of the week goes to South Carolina, 21. Mizzou covering the spread, 20. <laughs> mm. And here's something to keep your eye on, Shane, because all season, South Carolina had scored 21 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Now, that was until Texas A&M, they got the 17 with the you know kickoff return and, and the defense multiple turnovers setting them up in, in great field position. So, I want to see – if South Carolina again struggles on offense or if maybe they've turned the corner and yes, they got aided by the defense and special teams last week, but maybe that gives you momentum to, to come out firing. But I think, I think you may have <laughs> hit the nail on the head. If they start slow, I mean, this is going to be a slugfest, Shane. Yeah. And I really think what does Missouri do? Well, they don't do anything well on offense, let's be honest. But what yeah. what do they specialize in that they can do is run the ball, Shane. South Carolina, 104th in the country in defensive running efficiency. So I think Missouri is going to have some success on the ground against the Gamecocks here. Uh, South Carolina should be at a huge advantage when Missouri tries to, to throw the ball. Thanks, Because I don't know if the good cook is going to show up or not. But... Something we said all week, Shane, it don't matter if South Carolina runs or passes. Missouri is at a huge advantage when they're all defense. So, you know, Spencer Rattler, I think he's not lived up to the hype. I think even the biggest of Gamecock fans can say that. Not to say that he's terrible or anything, but Marshawn Lloyd, can he carry you to a win over Missouri? I'm not so sure. So it's going to take a special teams play to potentially win this game. The home crowd, like you said, should be a major, major advantage. Old Drink, he's won here as a Missouri coach. He's won here, Shane, 
as an Appalachian State coach. Remember that one? God, was I mad when they won that one. (laughs) Me too. So, I mean, he knows how to win in this stadium. We'll see if he can carry it over here. If Missouri gets the win, Shane, it'll be their biggest win of the season and and almost lock up a bowl trip by the end of the season. So a lot on the line for the Missouri Tigers. This has to be a Luther Burden, Dominic Lovett takeover type game. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Missouri is going to win, and they have that potential – but, man, how can you go against that momentum? Hard Town Game of the week. South Carolina, 24. Missouri, 23. We almost have the identical score here, Shane. I mean, this is this is a complete yeah. toss-up. I really do think. And I, th- I think South Carolina fans overlooking this one. They're making a big, big mistake. And I think it was... The tone was set early when that Vegas line came out and, and people expected it to shift, but it never did. This is going to be a tight ball game, and Missouri has been in a number of tight ball games this year. So they yeah. they know how to handle it. You know what? Well, and, and I think that's part of it is, is, you know, if you think back all the way to September, it was a close game with Auburn. They blew that one. They, Georgia yep. had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was a four-point game, I think. Uh, Florida touchdown even Vanderbilt if there was an extra quarter in that game probably would have blew that one (laughs) so that's that's what scares me most about Mizzou I'm I'm not worried that they can't stay with South Carolina they've proved that they can stay with anybody but I don't have confidence in them closing out the game and being the last team with the ball so I I, that's that's my biggest concern with with Mizzou it's it's again they've got a lot of great pieces especially on the defensive side of the ball but South Carolina just finds ugly ways to win and so why why bet against that I'm not right all right how about this one Shane huge rivalry here Florida versus Georgia number one Georgia Bulldogs of course in Jacksonville Bulldogs Shane favored by 22 and a half points, over-unders, 56 and a half points. Of course, this is the uh, CBS SEC game of the week, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. I hear your bulldog back here. He's fired up about this one, Shane. <laughs> Last year, Georgia won 34 to 7. You know how you know this is a great rivalry, Shane? They can't even agree how many times is these two have, have played According to mm-hmm. according to Florida, Georgia leads the all time series fifty three to forty four with two ties. According to Georgia, it's fifty four to forty four to two. So that's the makings of a good rivalry. They can't even agree how many times they've they've played this damn game. Who you got winning this one, Shane? Oh, brother, brother, I I tried, I tried so hard to make this a rivalry today, brother. <laughs> I really did. I I, I just. I keep replaying that LSU game in my mind, and 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 I think we both agree that LSU's better than than you know a lot of experts are saying. But yeah. you know, it is nothing compared to the Georgia Bulldogs, and the Georgia Bulldogs have been overlooked. They're the they're the least talked about in the SEC East right now. Everybody wants to talk about the Tennessee Vols, and yep. and uh, now they're talking about the LSU Tigers and all these other programs and Alabama backing up, but nobody's talking about the team that's just quietly beating the shit out of everybody <laughs> they play. You know, I'm talking about them, brother, because after this rivalry game, after this 
world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I, I think I'm going to need I, everybody on the Florida side is going to need some cocktails because this is not going to be pretty, Brad. And I'm telling you right now, Mike, I'm not going to drag this one out. I've got Georgia killing Florida Gators 55. <laughs> 13. I, I really, I try to keep this low, brother. I did. Go with me here for a second. I try to keep this a low-scoring game. Uh-huh. I really did. Um, I, I I felt like there was going to be a shot here that Florida has a has a way to kind of backdoor the spread, not not actually win this thing. And, and it's nothing against the Florida. I don't hate the Florida Gators. I just, I hate what the product they're putting on the field right now. Mm-hmm. And, Anthony, and basing everything on Anthony Richardson, well, well, if you do that, Georgia's going to have a field day. This ain't Tennessee's defense. You know what I'm saying? They're going to pin their ears back. But they've also got people in the secondary that can pick off any pass that you throw. Right. And, and making the Florida Gators one-dimensional, which is going to be Kirby's goal here, is something that they're able to accomplish. And, and again, on the flip side, I just – I don't think they're getting the the publicity that they want, man. I know that sounds crazy to be, you know, the number one team in the country, but but they really need to put the the, the Bulldogs on the spot and remind everybody that they are the king of the SEC. And I think that's what they do this week because I tell you, Kirby absolutely hates them Gators. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, I know who else does, Shane. Stetson Bennett, who, if memory serves, had a, he had a couple turnovers. It was one of his uh, least consistent performances last season against them Gators. But he is 21-3 and as Georgia's starting quarterback. So, a little revenge on his mind, I got to believe. Mm-hmm. Georgia rushed for 292 yards last time they took the field. That has got to keep... Florida's defensive coaching staff up at night because they are just god-awful defending the run. A couple things to watch for. Shane Jalen Carter, will he return to the lineup? Georgia's touted defensive lineman could be the number one overall pick in the upcoming draft. He's getting closer and closer to the field. A.D. Mitchell, our number one receiver, will he return to the field? Uh, Smile Munden, the linebacker, is expected to be back, but keep an eye on Jalen Carter and A.D. Mitchell. But how about this, Shane? I think this is not being getting enough attention, but Florida has got three of the top four SEC rushers in terms of yards per carry. Montreal Johnson, 7.2 yards per carry. Anthony Richardson, 7.1. And Trevor Etienne, 6.3. So this is going to be – What was the first one? Uh, 7.2 for Montreal Johnson. So, I mean, just keep feeding the beast, man. Uh, I think Florida is going to be able to have some success. You know, not a ton maybe because Georgia's defense is so good, but is that mm-hmm. a is that because of who they played or is that because, you know, maybe they've not faced a rushing attack quite of this caliber. Florida is also getting back their outstanding guard, Osiris Torrance, back in the lineup, Shane. So I think Florida is going to make this a competitive game early, especially. It's going to come down to whether Anthony Richardson can make the plays all game long. He's got to be a superhero in this matchup. But listen to these two. (laughs) This, This is such a disadvantage, Shane, when Georgia has the football. Yeah. Number eight in the country in pass efficiency, Georgia is number 10 in running efficiency. So top 10 passing and rushing. Now here's Florida's defense, Shane, 99 pass efficiency, but even worse, 121 
rush efficiency for Florida's defense. So, I mean, Georgia should basically be able to pick their score in this ball game. Florida has got to keep the ball away. You want to talk about keeping the ball out of Josh Heupel and Hedden Hooker's hands, you have got yeah. to keep the ball out of Stetson's hands, if at all possible, because they're going to tear you up in this one. I'm not going quite as high as you, but I am going wager of the week, Shane. <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs, 49 Florida, 21 in a first matchup between Kirby Smart and Billy Napier. This could be an epic beatdown. I'm a little concerned for the Bulldogs, though, considering we're both saying that. (laughs) (laughs) The Gators are like, yes, this is exactly where we want to (laughs) be. I will say this, though, Shane. The way Florida and Billy Napier is recruiting, man, this – not that, you know, they'll turn the tide in a year or anything like that, but this will be a competitive ball game before long if they keep it up on the recruiting trail. You know what? Oh, yeah. All right, how about this one, Shane? Number 15, Ole Miss on the road at Texas A&M. The Rebels on the road, Shane, favored by two. The over-unders, 55 points. Game kicks off at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on the SEC Network. Last season, Ole Miss won 29-19. But A&M, they hold the all-time record, 9-4, a couple of vacated wins there during the Hugh Freeze era. Uh, but, hey, did you see this, Shane? It's going viral. $2 tickets for the Texas A&M game. Even Lane Kiffin trolling the Aggies with this one. The only problem, Shane, is made up. It's not true. They even got me on there. So, hey, credit to that whoever the hell was putting that out there. I, I looked it up, Shane. The real tickets are... They're like 120 bucks in those nosebleeds. Oh, yeah. So a little bit different than $2. I mean, it, by God, they'd be running Jimbo out of there if the tickets were going for $2 down there in College Station. But I say all that to say this, Shane, who's going to win the ball game? Oh, brother. You know, I've been hinting at this one all week, you know. And, and it, I hate to go back a game that we just discussed, but – the more I talked about the Georgia, the more confident I got in it. And I was like, you know, when Mike gets done here, I'm going to lock this one down. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to say, oh, by the way, that's my wager of the week. But then you went wager of the week. So then I was like, <laughs> well, we know how those usually play out. So I'm not doing that. So I'm reeling it back in and introducing the original wager of the week. The one I told you earlier in the week, brother, because I'm not going to lie. This one, it just – it feels teed up. It feels almost too nice. It, it, it really does. It almost feels – I mean, we got Texas A&M coming off yet another defeat. We got players getting, you know, fired or, or removed <laughs> from the team. We got players quitting. We got, you know, linemen getting hurt. Yeah. It, it just – it's like the perfect storm. We got $2 tickets down there. You know, they're probably not even going to do the midnight call. They may just, you know, do a group text that night or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just Texas a- – the wheels have fell off, and they are the laughing stock of the SEC this year. And it's and it's, and it's it's all led by Jimbo Fisher. That's not going to change anything this week. He's going to come out with the same damn playbook and the same excuses 
at the end if they lose this thing. Yeah. It's a game of inches. Whatever, Jimbo. We know how college football works, and unfortunately, your archaic offense is not working, and I don't see it changing. Did they hire a new offensive coordinator? Did he relinquish any of those duties? Absolutely not. So, again, why do we expect it to be any different? And I feel bad because I love Aggie fans. In fact, they're the probably the nicest fans out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you could say something really mean about their university, and for the most part, some of them are like, yeah, you know, I respect your decision. You know, I respect your opinion. <laughs> and not all teams do that. But there's a handful that still hate Mike, and and I understand that, too. Oh, more than a handful. (laughs) (laughs) So then you go on the other side of the ball. We've got Lane Kiffin coming off a a terrible defeat last week against LSU, and and it feels like, you know, this team got exposed a little bit. And, and, you know, one thing that I've learned from Lane Kiffin is – you know, not only is he good at second-half adjustments, but he's good at game-to-game adjustments. And I think there's enough tape on there to, to, to show these guys that, hey, man, we thought we were there and we're not. We still got an uphill battle, but we can – we can win this thing. We can. We still control our own destiny. I know that's that's a saying that we like to use on this show a lot, but it's true. Ole Miss still has an opportunity to get into that SEC championship, and they got to do it with Dart, man. They've got to do it with some quarterback play, some downfield passing, and I think that's something that Texas A&M has really struggled here of late. And that's, you know, it's it's almost like they they had the cracks in the dam mm-hmm. and it's starting to break a little bit. And that's what I'm starting to feel because the defense was the only thing keeping the A&M Aggies into these games. And I feel like we're starting to lose it a little bit, not to mention with everything else. So, a lot of noise, a lot of news down there. And, hell, Jimbo may get fired after this one. But I've got Ole Miss winning this game by two scores. 28, A&M struggles to get 14. Wager of the week. Oh, man. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those is like a special team. <laughs> I just have no confidence in an Aggie offense right now. I don't. And yeah. and how could you? How really? I mean, seriously, what have you seen on tape that just says, you know what, they're this close? I, I mean, I thought Alabama – I thought that was like a wake-up call, and I predicted him going undefeated. I saw your boy, Brandon Walker. He he came out, and he said they're winning out. Don't. Don't do it because they will hurt you. Aggies have hurt me. They took too much of my money. I'm not putting any more money on them. Well, how about this, Shay? You say there's nothing to like. Devon Oshane leads the SEC yeah. in all-purpose yards, 156 yards per game all-purpose. Texas A&M, they have not played a home game in six weeks, so maybe they just need a little home cooking down there, Shane. Ole Miss, though, leads the country with 56 plays of 20 or more yards. So a very explosive offense, obviously. Mm-hmm. Man. But, you know, the, the biggest question I got for this one, Shane, Ole Miss coming off that loss, did they get exposed? That's a popular topic in the SEC. Well, this is a this is a team that just feasted on the early schedule. Now they're getting into the grinder of this SEC West. They played eight in a row. I mean, that, there's a lot lining up for Texas A&M in terms of where Ole Miss is in their season and kind of limping into this one. Still don't know if Zach Evans is going to play in this ball game. That could be huge because I think Ole Miss path to victory is to run, run, run that ball, which we know they can do. They they do it better than anybody in the SEC. But, man, 
I just look at that Aggie offense, Shane, and I mean, it's it's hard to argue with you. I mean, Bryce Foster, their center, out for the season. He's the reason, not the reason, a big reason they lost to Appalachian is because he was not in the lineup. He was he was not uh, healthy to go. And mm-hmm. he made a huge difference for this Aggie offensive line when he was in there. Missed him last week, and again, it was just horrendous. Several linemen out. They're getting quarterbacks killed. You know, even if he if Jimbo wanted to go to Connor Wigman, Shane, I don't know how you can do it because they're they're like they're likely to get him killed back here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like a lot of what you had to say. A um, and M's offense is just so pitiful that even Ole Miss's defense, which is basically a pitiful shade, but I, I don't still got confidence in Jimbo and company. We have seen. Ole Miss win a couple games with their defense. I'm thinking of the Kentucky game, Shane. Remember that? Number one overall pick in the, in the NFL <laughs> held with a 19 points. I, if they held that to 19, Kentucky with Chris Rodriguez to 19, certainly they can do that to Texas A&M. So I'm right mm-hmm. there with you, Shane. It's not my wager because there may be some validity to calling Ole Miss a, a fraud and, and the eight games, they may be a little wary, but – I do have it as a 10-point ball game, Shane. I'm going Ole Miss 33, Texas A&M 23, and even 23 may be a little generous for them Aggies. You know what? I'm going to tell you, man, I I really wanted to lock this one up early. Remember I told you I was going to put the mortgage on this thing. Um, (laughs) But I really see – I'm, and maybe that's what it is. It's just something about A&M. You know – they can be better. Yeah. You you know, it's like I know that, you know, they asked Jimbo early in the week if there was anything he would change, and he, his quick response was no. And I'm like, really? There's absolutely nothing you would change. You would just keep – and, and that's how bullheaded he is sometimes. And some, that's why I just think he can't get out of his own way. And, and it's tough for me to put money on there because I'm the same way. I'm bullheaded. You know, I want to – I keep convincing myself, probably just like Jimbo. He's like, I know this team can do better. If I just keep doing this, eventually it'll work. And and it's just not. So, as soon as I bet against them, because I've always betted with them, all right, Aggies, I've always been on your side. You're probably going to win this week, and Ole Miss is is, is going to lose another one. So, I don't know. I, I, yeah, all I'm, you did last week was trash Ole Miss for, for a whole week. You know what? I know. It's like, which team do I, I, I like the least in this game now? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I, I think there's part of me that I, I – I think Ole Miss, you know, has – they still got a lot to prove. And, uh, you know, dropping that LSU game, it was an eye-opener for, for the fans. It was an eye-opener for the players. And, and how do they rebound? And I just I'm, – I'm sold. I'm convinced that this is going to come down to coaching. And I still think Lane Kiffin is a better coach than Jimbo Fisher. All right, how about this, Shane? Last game, game of the week in the SEC, number 19, Kentucky at – Number three, Tennessee, the Vols, Shane, favored by 12 points at home. The over-under, 62 total points. And the game kicks off at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN. Last season, Tennessee won 45-42 in Lexington. And Tennessee leads the all-time series 82-26 with nine ties 
and Kentucky Shane has only won once inside Neyland Stadium since 1986. Does it happen again? And, and what other stats, Shane? How about this? Tennessee has scored 30 or more 10 straight games. That's the longest streak in Tennessee history. But Kentucky, Shane, they have allowed 24 or fewer in 11 straight games. Longest active streak in the country. So we got strength on strength. Tennessee offense, Kentucky defense. Who wins a matchup? 11 games, huh? Who'd they play on that 12th one? Tennessee. <laughs> oh, man. I will tell you, I, I you know, early early favorite for me was Kentucky uh, behind Georgia. Oh, I was there, man. I was SEC media days. I was hopping up. Yep. Then Wildcats. I said, this is the year that they're going to give Georgia a run for the money. And – they didn't. They 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 fumbled it multiple times. Now I know there was a lot to do with injuries and 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 you know sus, you know obviously you, you lose your running back for the first four games. That's gonna be that's gonna be a little bit. But you know I didn't give this offensive line as much thought as I should have, and I think they have gotten better, but they are still far from being a top offensive line group in the in the entire country and that's what concerns me with the Wildcats is just the trench warfare that we're going to see here because you know a lot of people talk about how great Tennessee's offense is but they're pretty damn good about getting pressure back there on the quarterback John Reed talked about that earlier this week and you know these boys like to pin their ears back and they're aggressive just as aggressive on defense as they are on offense and that's what worries me about Kentucky because Will Levis isn't running these days you know I think if they cut the the reins loose and say hey man which maybe maybe that's what they do. What I mean, what else are you playing for? If you can't beat Tennessee, you're not going to go to an SEC championship. You're not going to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Right. You might as well just let them loose. And if he wants to run the ball, that's I think that's the only way I can see Kentucky winning this game is if Will Levis is just released, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I still think he's a little banged up. And I still think this offensive line is not strong enough to keep him off his back. And that's why I've got this game going toward my Tennessee Volunteers, son, because these guys can score points, and they prove it every single week. Every top 25 team they've ever played, they still are able to move the chain. So can Kentucky Kentucky keep up? Yeah, there's a chance, but they they mess up once. Damn, if they mess up twice, there's no way they can get back into this ball game. And that's why I like the Tennessee Volunteers to win this thing. 35, Kentucky 24. Ooh. And I'm ready to send my address for my bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane, I think you might be buying into that rap poison like that. John Reed, you're already eyeing the Georgia Bulldogs. You, you, had, you know what I didn't hear you mention, Shane? Kentucky's had two weeks to prepare for this game. They, This is a game that they want more than any uh, – I think they want this one more than they want Georgia. I really do because they hate them Vols, Shane, and they hate people like you tweeting at them all season <laughs> long. Vince, every time I tweet about Tennessee, I got to hear – you know, I get tagged by Vince Morrow. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think they're doing that for Georgia posts. You know what I mean? Chris Rodriguez, right. last game played, Shane, 196 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Barry and Brown, Dane Key – they expect to get Tavion Robinson back. I think that's a huge advantage for Kentucky. I think this receiving core is probably one of the best Tennessee's faced to date. Mm-hmm. And we all know Tennessee's secondary, Shane, 
Get out of here. Get out of here with that. You think they'd be a little bit better than they are, but where they are good certainly is rush defense. Tennessee should have. A, I I just I've been touting Chris Rodriguez. Shane, Kentucky's rushing offense. Yeah. 109th in the country in efficiency. Ooh. Tennessee defense number five in a defensive efficiency. That's in the country, brother. So Tennessee Man. is at a huge advantage stopping the run, even though Chris Rodriguez is a beast. I think he's going to get his a little bit. But for Kentucky to win this football game, it's going to have to be, just like you said, the Will Levis show. He is. They've got to unleash him. They've got to trade score for score. And I'm a little bit hesitant to whether they can do that. Shane, Will Levis on the road this season, 31 of 48. 422 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And this is against Ole Miss in Florida. While Hendon Hooker at home, Shane, ooh, get ready for this. 93 of 125 for 1,529 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, only one interception, and add 232 rushing and three touchdowns. I mean, this are legitimate Heisman numbers he's putting up. If he does it again, Tennessee will run Kentucky out of the building. But I also think, Shane, that, uh, you know, I, I have heard a lot of Kentucky people say this is the best defense and balls have faced. Uh, they played Alabama. You know what I mean? I mean, they just yeah. made Alabama look bad. I think Alabama exactly. is still a very, very, very good defense. The best defense Tennessee has faced and the best defense they will face until Athens here in a couple days. So Kentucky defense though, they are number 15 in the country in pass efficiency. So this, this does play well into their hands and in hooker Jabari small Jalen, Wright, They are going to have to carry the balls. I think because I Tennessee, I think is going to have to pound the rock to beat Kentucky. That's what Kentucky is going to make them do. But I hate to do this to you, brother <laughs> upset special. Kentucky, 35, Tennessee, 42 against the spread. Kentucky wins it. I think this is going to come. To, this is going to be a one-score game, I really do think, Shane. I think Tennessee fans overlooking this one, I think they're crazy. Yeah. I legitimately think Kentucky can win this game. I'm not picking them to do it, but it wouldn't stun me either way. Thoughts on that? Well, I mean, obviously, I, I was, I've been worried. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people are looking at Georgia and stuff, but you know, I, I am. This is a lingering trap game that I that I. I mean, they could just they could screw everything up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this monumental ro- run that Tennessee is on can be brought down to earth if Kentucky comes out here and punches Tennessee in the mouth. That do they have potential? Yes. Do I think this is the best defense that Tennessee's faced this year? No. But I do think they're good, mm-hmm. and and a good defense can really disrupt. Look at what Pitt was able to do. Yep. If they were able to those first three drives and we weren't able to get a first down, shit got real. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if they can come out and they can prevent Tennessee from getting that first down and that momentum rolling, then we may be in trouble. Because on the flip side of the ball, you got one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the country. I love the downhill running from Rodriguez. You got you got Will Levis that I think he's finally getting better. The receivers are top shelf. You know, there's a real shot that this team can really extend drives. And, and it would not surprise me to see some five, six, seven-minute drives. That's how you beat Tennessee, preventing them from getting going mm-hmm. and turn around 
keep play, keep away. It's the recipe is simple, but it's simply said, you know, that's right. the downside is it's, it's one thing to say, okay, yeah, if we do ABC, every team that we faced has had the same recipe, let's mm-hmm. do ABC. And they've not, because all it takes is one drive that you get down. If Tennessee gets up 14 points, it's almost over. It's, right. it's, you know what I'm saying? Because then you're starting to play a little bit of catch up. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting a little bit more aggressive in your play calling. And then you start doing stupid stuff like, uh, uh what's his name down there? Kelly down there in LSU going for fourth <laughs> down. I mean, it's just, and then all of a sudden it blows up. That's what's, that's yep. what's worrisome about the Tennessee Vols is because they have the potential to blow out any team that they play if you let them. So it, it really matters how these guys come up. Now, you know, we talked about trap games. We talked about it with, you know, us overlooking Georgia. I, I've, I've heard you ask everybody that uh, the interviews yesterday, <laughs> those were fantastic, and they kind of teed them up. But, you know, the fact of the matter is this will be a sold-out crowd. This is a Tennessee program that's going to have a, a quarterback, 24-year-old quarterback, that, that does not overlook anybody. Coming out here with the all-black unis, they do this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, I think, I mean, if anybody can't see it, they're, they're doing this so that this game means even more to that locker room. So how can you really overlook Kentucky? Because this is a program that truly can beat you. So me as a fan and has been hurt many, many decades, I am always worried about any team that comes into Neyland and I keep waiting like, well, here it is. We knew this was coming, <laughs> but it's been going so far along in the season that I just can't, I can't see a way Tennessee drops this one. So uh, I just, I, I'm pumped up for it. I think it's going to be a fantastic ball game but unfortunately kentucky my volunteers are going to come out on top again right yeah it's going to take a flawless game i think from kentucky shane to to win this one and i'm i'm a little concerned because i think the best thing kentucky can 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 have going for them is a balanced attack and i i just don't know if that is a recipe like you said against this Tennessee team because they're going to score on you, and if if you're if you're playing a slow pace, trying to eat the clock, but you you're not getting touchdowns. I mean, I mean they're going to have to force the issue. They're going to have to push the ball, and mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're going to be able to run on Tennessee. So maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe it is a blowout, Shane. But I think this is the best Kentucky we're going to get all season long because this is their season. They win this yeah. one. They got everything in front of them. If they lose it, back to the East Cellar they go. You know what I mean? So, yeah, a lot on the line for Mark Stoops and company. Yeah. Well, Tennessee's going to do what they've been doing, and they're going to they're gonna pick one way or the other. And I think what they're going to do is sell out on Rodriguez. They're going to load up that box. They're going to force Will Levis to win this game with his arm. And, you know, I, I think he has the ability to do it. But it's been a while since Will's put up a perfect game. And in fact, probably 12 games ago when he played Tennessee, that was a that was as close to a perfect game as I've seen. And I just With don't one see that pick repeating. six. That was the difference. Well, yeah. I mean, even then, one mistake, right. and you could see how quickly Tennessee can can make you pay. So. Um, I still think it's going to make out for a fantastic football game, Mike, and I'm going to be 
I'm going to be nervous. I still can't sleep. You know, I, I'm anxious. I, I think I just don't want to deal with the whole sending whiskey thing, you know, because I've done that. That's it's a sad, it's a sad day at the post office. You know what I'm saying? When you yep. got to go to the package store, you got to get the right stuff. You don't want to get something too expensive, you know, but you want to get something nice because yeah. it's going to make it on Twitter later. And then you got to go get boxing stuff, but you can't really box it at the UPS store because I think it's illegal. <laughs> but anyway, uh, not, not that I've ever done this <laughs> but i'm just saying it is a it's a sad process it's a half day affair and, and i don't want to deal with that i want to just uh i just want to receive you know i want i want i want kentucky bourbon coming to me so uh, uh there'll be plenty of shit talking all week and weekend so i'm looking forward to it man well hey brother i think that's a perfect place to end the show i appreciate you as always i appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in Enjoy the weekend. That game should be one of the best weekends to date in the SEC. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Oh, and if we lose, I'm, I probably won't. It's at least a 48-hour rule. I mean, I may not see you till Monday, Mike. So I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. 